Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This week's episode is brought to you by my Goodbye Burnout Challenge. If you're a team leader, manager, or someone who wears an HR hat, join me for a five-week challenge that will help you activate five simple strategies to turn the burnout train around and get you back on track toward better health. And then I invite you to share those tools with your team. The challenge begins May 2nd, and the link to register is in the show notes. I'm back. Did you miss me last week? Well, I missed doing an episode, but um, I was down with COVID, so I would not have been able to do this without hacking up, up, up a lung. And uh, let's see whether I can get through it today. <laughs> Feeling a lot better. Um, still getting rid of the uh, residual phlegm, but <clears throat> mostly feeling, I'd say, about 99.5% back. So if you've been following my blog or podcast, you probably know that I recently relocated to Vermont where I grew up. And I've always considered myself a Vermonter, even though the natives would not agree with this. Apparently you have to be born here to qualify. I remember my father once commenting about an obituary that he had read that had a headline stating, New Hampshire woman dies. And upon further investigation, the 80-something-year-old had moved here when she was two months old. So yeah, those Vermonters, man, they're serious about membership in their club. But hey, I figure if Vermonters can embrace Bernie Sanders with his accent, maybe I stand a chance after all. Anyway, I've wanted to come back to Vermont for decades. And uh, this week, with lots of time on the couch to reflect, <laughs> I was thinking that in a weird way, I have the COVID-19 pandemic to thank for getting me back here. My husband has worked at five different universities over the course of his career so far. And at one point, we actually moved five times in 10 years, <laughs> never coming closer to Vermont than Michigan. And yeah, moving five times in 10 years, that will make you travel light, even when you have all the paraphernalia involved with two small children. I remember when we moved into our house in Michigan, I had what I considered sort of an embarrassment of closet space. And I was just thinking, how is it possible that some of my neighbors actually have storage spaces because their garages are full and their closets are full? And I just thought that was crazy, but I will tell you, downsizing and decluttering these last three months, we had accumulated a lot of stuff. Anyway, every time we came back to Vermont for vacation, the urge to stay got stronger and stronger. 
Um, the longest my husband spent in any one place was 10 years in Chicago and then 10 years again in Ann Arbor. I sort of joked that that seemed to be his, his limit. Like after 10 years, he had to move on. Um, but recently he moved to Hong Kong and I stayed in Michigan for almost three more years. But in 2019, as the pandemic crept from China to Europe to the United States, I took my coaching practice online and I'd been vacillating about it, sort of really enjoying it, considering it, wondering whether it was possible. And then it was as though the universe had enough of my vacillations, like here, you wanna go virtual? Here you go, now you have to. In 2021, as the pandemic dragged on and on and on and both kids moved out of the house to their respective schools, I started realizing that it did not make a lot of sense for me to share a 4,000 square foot house with just the dog. Um, I had entertained thoughts of renting out a floor of it, but I realized that I'm too much of an introvert to want someone around all the time. And the one space that I would have to share would be my kitchen. And to me, that is a really sacred space and I just am not willing to share it. So my next thought was maybe I could run retreats out of it, but really, you know, the pandemic put a stop to those thoughts. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to go through the whole issue of checking vaccinations and figuring out where people were coming from and were they safe. So the pandemic pretty much put a stop to those thoughts. And because I'm an optimist, I started to think about what the pandemic was making possible for me rather than shutting down for me. And I put it out to the universe a long time ago that I wanted to end up back in Vermont, even if it was just for retirement. And then I'd sort of let it go. I just thought, well, the what is pretty clear and the how just seems too complicated or even impossible. And suddenly it was possible and not just possible, but really simple. I'm always telling my clients that if what they're trying to do feels like pushing a boulder up a hill, it's either not the right time or the right goal. When everything falls into place and feels like flow, you know you're on the right track, whether it's reaching a health goal or building a business or making a move across states. The hardest part was convincing my husband to sell a house, which I finally managed to do in November, and the house went on the market January 4th. We decided on an offer January 5th, and we officially sold it on January 6th, my birthday, and closed on February 14th, Valentine's Day. So does it get any sweeter than that? <laughs> by early February, I had a condo under contract in Vermont, and by March 15th, I was on the road back home. I'm currently living in a really sweet Airbnb. Thank you, Airbnb, <laughs> for existing. Um, it's really been a blessing, especially this past week uh, when I've been sick to be back in Vermont and not have to impose on my parents and yet be able to live near them. And the Airbnb was really important this past week because I, I really was hoping I hadn't infected them. Um, and the Airbnb made it possible for me to really isolate. The little space is so full of air and light and good energy that I can ignore the really weird kitchen layout, <laughs> the very slopey floors and the traffic noise. Um, 
as I'm waiting to close on my condo at the end of April, it's been such a blessing to stay in this beautiful space and actually run virtual workshops out of it, uh, which has been great. Uh, were the past few months completely stress-free? No. There were some pretty intricate financial maneuvers, a few condos that got away, a rental that didn't work out, a minor car accident. No worries, everyone's fine. The car will be okay. And all in all, it's felt really easy. But the body doesn't lie. It felt easy and I'm sure I was suppressing a lot of stress. Because when I got to Vermont, I commented to a few people that I am sleeping like a log. Could it be the air, the water, the bed I'm in? It was probably just exhaustion. <laughs> Selling one house, buying another, hiring movers, doing a huge amount of decluttering and packing myself. It's been a full-time job for the better part of three months. And the situation actually reminded me of when my husband was already in Michigan, and yeah, he was buying the house for us here, or rather there. And I was still in Southern California with two young kids, and my job was to sell the house there. And I kept thinking, gosh, I'm handling this so well. I don't feel at all stressed. And then one night I woke up and I went to, to uh, check on the kids. And on the way, way back to my room, I yawned and my jaw popped. And I think what had happened was I actually dislocated it from clenching my teeth so hard in my sleep. I mentioned to a friend of mine recently that I felt really guilty not putting much time into my practice the past three months. And she said, oh, but you are your business. If you're doing anything to take care of yourself, of what you need, you are working on your business. Yeah, she's a coach too, can you tell? <laughs> so. I did wrap up one group program that I had going. I kept up with my one-on-one -on -one clients. I did a few virtual workshops, but it wasn't until the end of this past three months, sort of like early April, that I finally went seriously back to doing some of the other work that's piled up. And I hit it hard. I was working full-time days again and really feeling it. And, and then I got sick with COVID. So do I share an air vent system with my neighbors who all got it? Did my kids bring it to me? Did I catch it when I was visiting the food co-op? You know, in the end, where do you think you got it? Really feels like a somewhat irrelevant question. And about the time that Omicron hit, it was though a switch flipped for me. And I started to think, you know, we're all going to get this at some point. And Although it didn't make me any less careful, I was still masking, washing my hands really carefully, staying away from people on a regular basis, not socializing in big groups, only socializing with people who were super careful. Somehow that feeling that, you know, we're all gonna get it at some point and we're gonna have to get through it the best we can, kind of made it easier to handle that positive test result. Um, <laughs> it's, in some way, I actually felt a little surprised that it was positive. I was like, how is this possible? I've been so careful. And it was positive. Uh, I'm one of the lucky ones, thanks to the vaccine, the booster, a wide pharmacy of conventional and alternative Western and Chinese medicines. Oh yeah, you should see my countertop. <laughs> I've gotten through this with what felt like a really bad cold. Well, 
one caveat is I've also noticed that everything tastes like it's been coated in sweetener, like not just sugar, but in something like stevia, which is super, super sweet, even savory food <laughs> that I cook myself, which is frustrating to me. And one thing that's even more frustrating is that I noticed that so many herbal tea companies have started adding stevia to all of their blends. And it makes me crazy. Why are they doing that? Don't answer that. That's a rhetorical question. Um, COVID did make me take this past week more or less off. And I joke that my major achievements this week are the following. I caught up on five years worth of back episodes of the Exploring the Lord of the Rings podcast. And I kept listening and, and hearing the, uh, the Tolkien professor who does the podcast say, oh, hey, welcome to so-and-so who just caught up and is joining us live for the first time. I'm like, wow, it'd be great to get a shout out like that. But you know what? He starts his podcast at nine in the evening. Sorry, way after my bedtime. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just, just giving myself a shout out. I caught up on five years of episodes, even though I did skip the gaming sections since I don't play Lodro. Um, my next achievement, I got my nickels worth out of my Netflix subscription. You know, they're usually making a lot of money off me because I don't watch that much. I usually limit myself to one episode of something a day, if that. But boy, did I get my nickels worth this week. Thank you, Bridgerton and Criminal Minds. <laughs> and I finally reached the point where I can do an expert Sudoku puzzle in less than 30 minutes. Yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. And my final, lest you think I was just a total couch potato and mindlessly doing stuff, um, I did read an entire novel, <laughs> which was um, Chris Bajalian's The Hour of the Witch, which I highly, highly recommend. And as I tell my clients, it's good to aim low. That doesn't sound like a great number of achievements for someone in business for themselves. But, you know, I chalk the week up more to working on my business by taking care of myself. And the past week has really made me up-level my gratitude practice for sure. Um, it made me grateful for all the above-mentioned medicines and medical advances, friends who deliver NyQuil and sinus rinse to my door, <laughs> friends and family who call and text and send funny memes and a beautiful space in which to isolate, a refrigerator full of healthy food to choose from. Boy, I'll tell you, it was so exciting to go to the grocery store again. A <laughs> um, couple other things that I'm really grateful for, an electric kettle and an endless supply of herbal tea. Yeah, I don't know how people live without electric kettles. Just putting that out there. And finally, for Kermit the dog, uh, for puppy snuggles, really sloppy kisses, and an excuse to poke my nose outside when the spring sunshine was out. Yeah, we took care, of course, to choose uh, the walks that are least likely to have people on them. He was definitely confused, but not complaining about the amount of time I spent on the couch. I think now he's kind of looking at me like, um, aren't you gonna come sit on the couch with me? <laughs> anyway, I'm up and about again, uh, appropriately for the season, feeling resurrected. Happy Easter to those of you who celebrate. <laughs> Um, so we're going back to our regularly, regularly scheduled program at Simply Health Coaching uh, for real this time, perhaps with a few more breaks worked in. Um, look for the usual monthly treats, cooking classes, wellness workshops, a Foundations of Wellness for Women conversation, 
plus a few new ones, uh, Foundations of Wellness for Women Office Hours once a month, uh, a panel discussion on what a truly holistic food experience can do for your health. Those are both coming up. Um, I'm a doer. I tend to overdo, in fact, and maybe going back to work full time so soon after moving was a mistake. And maybe that's what COVID was there to tell me. Hey, slow down. I've been struck by how many of the lessons I teach my clients cropped up for me these past few weeks. So just going to point those out real quickly. What versus how? When you put what you want out to the universe, it's good to remain really open to the how that she's going to provide. Sometimes it's not exactly according to the script that we imagine. Secondly, push versus flow. When everything feels like flow, it feels easy and that's when you know that you're on the right track. And finally, sometimes it's a matter of perception. What if something as nasty as COVID is happening for us and not to us? So just leaving you with those few thoughts and I'll be back again next week. And hey, I made it through without coughing. Yay me. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.